Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast, the place to help you unleash your inner power and develop unshakable confidence to finally create kick-ass results in your career, relationship, and life that embrace who you are. I'm your host and personal confidence coach, Olga, and I'm here to share practical and actionable techniques, real-life wisdom for myself and other powerhouse women with the backup of human behavior science. This is the place where you will learn it all to finally step up your game, feel great about yourself, and live life with a new sense of unfuckwithability. If you're ready to step into your fabulous and most powerful self, let's do this. Hello and welcome to a new episode on the Inner Power Podcast, my friends. Before we dive into this new episode, I want to share some exciting news with you. The past weeks, I've been working on putting together a small cheat sheet about the six daily practices that help me show up confident as fuck whenever I want. When it comes down to showing up um, confidently, ending with self-doubt, when you are confronted with, you know, situations where you in your work or business or in your relationship, you show up feeling not enough, when you show up feeling not uh, there yet or insecure, whether you're going to be able to deliver, get the job, get the client, whatever, then those six practices, I guarantee you will help you to shift your state from self-doubt and not enoughness to true confidence and unshakable self-esteem. So check out the cheat sheet, download it for free, hop over to www.algamuller.com and download it now. And now enjoy this episode. All right. So welcome to a new episode on the Inner Power Podcast, you guys. I am so pumped to have um, a guest. You're actually my very first guest on the Inner Power Podcast. Um, And I'm so thrilled to have you. Today I'm talking to Lauren Ellis Love. Uh, from Lauren of Love, for all of you who are maybe following her who don't know her yet. But uh, Lauren is just as dedicated as helping women to step into their power um, as I am. And um, I'm so happy to have you because obviously, like your experience goes way beyond mine. And um, especially when it comes to building a successful business. And I am so you know grateful and excited to share your experiences with my audience and just bring another example of you know of a woman that you know can change her career path uh, from one day to another uh, be successful at it and especially like doing it in a way that is true to who you are because that's actually something that really um, caught my attention when I, I think I, I found you like last year, beginning of last year on Instagram. And so maybe you want to share a couple of words around who you are, what it is that you do. So uh, the people who are not following you yet have an idea of, you know, who you are. Yeah. So um, hello, first of all, thank you so <laughs> much for having me. This is awesome. I'm so happy to be here. I, it's funny because I don't really do, I haven't done podcast interviews in so long, but I love doing them with people who are actually like studied in my platform because the conversation can be so beautiful and like so in depth. So really excited to be here. Um, yeah. So my, my journey of entrepreneurship started in 2015. I quit my job as a TV producer because I had this really deep calling to help women by sharing my life stories. And so I took this really big, scary leap and left my corporate job and kind of started my life over, moved in with my boyfriend's parents. It was like this whole big, scary experience. 
of taking a big risk. And I have found along my healing path of my own life and my journey as an entrepreneur that, you know, these big leap moments, while they're so scary and they're so challenging, they're often the best things that we do for ourselves, right? So I started out helping women with healing from broken patterns of unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. and specifically with partners and with their bodies. And that was where I started my teaching because I had been able to master certain areas of my life at that time that I felt like I really wanted to help women with. And then after that, I built this beautifully successful brand and women were like, Hey, how do I do this? How do I build a platform for myself? And so I went down this path of um, building a new type of business, which was really focused on the inner workings of the entrepreneur and helping that woman really break through patterns and old stories and blocks while also teaching her the intuitive ways to grow her brand. And I did that for a while and uh, I'm still doing it with online courses and such, but now I'm sinking more deeply into this vision of helping people on a deeper level with healing and taking Mm -hmm. control of their life. As you know, you've seen, I've gone through this really crazy healing journey of um, struggling with chronic Lyme disease and feeling really out of alignment, struggling with past trauma. So that is, um, that's where I'm at. Now that I'm on the other side of that, I'm helping women heal their lives and it's amazing. And it's so beautiful that there are a lot of business women out there who can recognize that the inner struggles, uh, their blocks, their stories, their childhood, right? Like all of this really affects how we show up in oh, our yeah. business. So, so important. We spend time on our own healing, you know? Um, yeah. So that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, and I definitely agree with like, like just for me, I mean, I'm still like, I'm always saying like, I'm still like in the baby shoes of uh, building a business, but even in these baby steps, I feel like I have encountered so many blocks and they had nothing to do with like, let's say the physical business in itself, but everything about like the inner mindset, um, belief structure, et cetera, et cetera. And so one thing I really loved about, um, you know, your approach is you, you always kind of highlight that um, in order to grow your business, you need to grow yourself, right? Or you need to develop yourself. Yes. So I was curious if we could just maybe uh, start a little bit by, by um, are you sharing with us, like, where have you actually started in your own growth when you started your business? Because I don't know if you consciously wanted to build a business, because I know from my own experience, like I did not want to build a business. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. So it was not like on my list. So I'm just curious, like where has your own growth actually started when you decided to quit your job and like go for this blog that you actually started back then? So some people find personal development through the resistance that they face in their business and they are really business driven and they're like, yeah, I'm going to build a brand. And then all this stuff comes up and then the personal development journey takes hold, right? For me, my personal development journey started when I got divorced in 2012 and I was starting my life over my grandfather died. I was in this just really dark place and personal development allowed me to I remember like one of the first things I read that was like, what? Like that moment, you know, when you're studying personal development, you're like, what? It was so simple. Okay. It was like, um, you and only you create your life. And I was like, whoa, like, that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but it was such a big moment for me of just realizing like, yeah, I am the creator of my destiny and I can yeah. make decisions for myself and I can take on these things. And so when I wanted to step into the blogging space, I thought I was going to make a living off of Google ads, mm. right? And uh, affiliate marketing. And I had this whole vision of it and it didn't work out that way. I started to design courses because as I blogged, women were asking questions like, well, how do I do that for myself? And like, mm -hmm. I see this beautiful story of you. Yes, you were married to a heroin addict. Like, yes, you have this trauma. I'm so relate, but like, how do I heal? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's when I realized I wanted to step into the teaching role mm -hmm. and in growing my business, that was when all of the personal development really showed up for me again in my life, because I was trying to teach people how to get an outcome and how to live an empowered life and how to be their best self and how to achieve their dreams. And yet at the same time, I had these fears that I wasn't enough. I had these fears that I wasn't skilled at what I did. I had these fears that money would never be enough. And it was like, every day I would ride this crazy roller coaster. This is how I knew something was wrong. I would, Matt would leave for work and I would be like, Yes, because remember, I'm building my business from his childhood bedroom, right? <laughs> I'm like in the same pajamas for like seven days in a row, like messy bun, like working at the desk. And so he would leave and I'd be like, yes, this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Great day. And then he'd come home and I would just be like, I just looked for jobs on Indeed.com and you know, I think I should just give up. And, you know, it was just this roller. Oh, my God, it was a roller coaster. I did not know how to hold my energy of faith and certainty around what I was building because the noise of not being enough and the noise yeah. of whether or not this will work and the noise of money scarcity were so loud that nothing else really was in my energetic field. And I realized I had this problem because he came home one day, bless my, my Buddha like husband. He always has this like logical but profound way of saying things and he was like Lauren you're not treating your business like a business you're treating it like a hobby mm -hmm. and I'm like what do you mean I'm like working at my desk after 12 hours fuck you this is not a hobby like I'm busting my ass over here and he's like no one day you think it's gonna work and one day you don't business people believe that what they're gonna do is gonna work and they just mm -hmm. keep going and so I realized I didn't believe what I was gonna do was working and I, I realized I needed to learn how to work on my belief system because my belief system was what was rattling me. My belief oh. system was why I was consistent and then inconsistent. My belief system was why I could talk about my blogs all the time, but when it came to actually asking for a sale, I clutched up and felt insecure. And so that was when I went to, I had like $500 left on my credit card and I was so maxed out at this point at my wit's end. And I bought a ticket to Florida to go to a personal development event. And I just woke up. I was like, oh, my God, got this. I can create this. And I just felt empowered and, and looked at a lot of my old stories and released them through all of the beautiful exercises of that mm -hmm. event. And that was when I just kind of fell in love with this concept of, of creating your internal reality to create your external experience. And that was really where everything shifted for me. Yeah. I mean... I think like, first of all, I, I, I love that you bring that up that um, I think it's so important to realize that we can go through the same kind of mind blocks or um, limiting beliefs, like on different levels, like what started out for you, maybe in your relationship can like pop up again and your business can pop up again in like 
whatever your finances can pop up in like so many levels. And um, I've also experienced it for myself. It's like when you feel like, yes, I've broken through this. And then you're like, shit, why is this coming up again? Right. Dude, I was just going to say that it happens all the time. It happens all the time because your healing journey is not linear. It's cyclical. Yeah. And it's about this process of going deeper and deeper and deeper into your truest essence. And so, you know, I'm dealing right now with some of the same exact wounds that I dealt, dealt with my first year of business because I'm going deeper into my identity. Mm-hmm. And so the more I sink into that, the more these like vulnerability fears are coming up. And I could sit here, we could all sit here and be like, man, fuck, I thought I was over this. I thought I was through <laughs> this, oh, you know. But also too, like, how beautiful that now you know better and now you get to work through it quicker. That's and you true. always, you'll always know you're growing, not when the shadow disappears, but when you stay stuck in your story for a shorter amount of time. Mm. Always the like truth. That. So, and I mean, it sounds so easy to just like, yeah, I was, let's say, um, like uh, between between like those two states, like today I believe in myself, tomorrow I like I'm doubting myself and then to just let's say release those stories. But can you maybe share or are there some some stories or beliefs that you remember like they were like super, super core at like being able to making that shift? Yeah, so um, the the thing I like to ask myself and this is a really helpful exercise for people who are aware that their subconscious is kind of, I don't want to use the word plaguing, but like kind of creating challenge for them, right? Like if that awareness is key to say, okay, I see that something is stopping me right now. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. And when you can recognize that, the next deep step of awareness is where is this coming from? Because all of us, when we have like a a trauma wound, really, like what this all is about is trauma Mm -hmm. and not feeling whole, not feeling complete, not feeling enough, not feeling deserving, whatever it may be. All of those belief systems come from experiences that we have had in our life. We didn't wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to stop believing in myself today. Like, (laughs) I think... Tuesday. All right. Sounds like, like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. You know, and we're not born that way. We're, you know, see those little kids who like yeah. do crazy things. They'll like climb up the, the, what is it? Like the jungle gym, you know, and they feel so fearless and they're never afraid of like, can I do something? Can I not? Until they have experiences that make them believe that maybe that's true. Yeah. And a lot of us, our trauma of like, can I do something? Can I not? Um, It comes from really painful childhood memories that we have maybe shut off or disconnected from. So for me, this money scarcity that kept coming up all the time, that was very rooted in what I saw growing up. I remember um, I got my father threw a shoe at me because I had um, charged something to the emergency credit card because I didn't know any better. I was like, oh, it's fine. Temporary. And he got hit with an interest charge and he was freaking out over interest and freaking out over like the money that we would have to pay. And that carried with me. So when I took leaps for myself that required me to stretch and maybe put something on a credit card or, you know, get a payment plan, it was like all of this rising energy of like, oh my God, like you're going to go into debt. The world's going to end. But all of those stories were actually stories that my father and my mother passed down to me that taught me these things. So if we can identify like, 
where these stories come from and we heal from those experiences. Um, just to share a specific one with you recently, that's like very, uh, very raw and very tender. And, you know, I always like to like kind of warn with like a trigger warning of like, I've been through some stuff and I talk a lot about my trauma. And um, one of the things that really shaped me was the fact that I'm, I'm a rape victim. I was raped at the age of 19. I talk a lot about it. Uh, but what I didn't realize until today, and I was crying this morning, like literally rape. today. Yeah, this was today. Yeah. Wow. It was huge because I've been feeling this deep fear again of like letting myself be seen because, and, and this happens for many people when they are realizing that they're stepping into a great purpose mm-hmm. and a great calling and this great mission, all of a sudden it's like the fear of rejection, the fear of vulnerability, uh, the fear of being seen, all that kind of floods us. And for me, after I, uh, after I was raped, my, my story continued, I actually attempted suicide and the person who raped me had told everybody on campus that I went to a mental institution. And so when I got back, I didn't have any friends. I was looked at weird. People didn't want to spend time with me and I ended up abandoning and leaving that school. And so for me, there's this association of like, wow, when people really see you vulnerable, you're weird. When people really see you in your true essence, you're not loved, you're rejected. Um, when you're going through hard times and you share it, you get bullied, right? So, so all of that has started to show up for me again. And it wasn't until this morning where I actually was like, where does this fucking come from? Mm. Where does this come from? And I realized and I sobbed and I let it go and I forgave myself and I felt so much better after. So like, you know, knowing where you come from and doing the healing work around those past traumas is really important. Yeah, no, totally. And if I may just add, it's just like hearing that it actually makes me so angry because it's like the and I just want people to get this it's like so often we're so afraid of what others are going to say about us or to us or whatever and we have to realize that it has nothing to do with us and just like by you sharing that it's just like all the people at your campus back then it just shows me so much more about their belief system and about Mm -hmm. them then about actually you and and the thing in itself it's like if this guy went on to just I mean to share that so it's like so what you did that to her you know it's not like right. there's a problem with you but if people like um, reject you for something like that for you being you or for being vulnerable it just says everything about them and nothing about right. you right and that ability to separate Because here's the deal, like if you're going to do really big things in the world and you're going to make a difference and you're going to have an impact, you're going to live with purpose, there will be people in your life who don't understand that. And there will also be people in your life that are triggered by that because they are not fully living that way. And it's our job to be able to separate ourselves from what we are experiencing. And if we go back And we look at, again, like the childhood patterns. When we're little, what do we learn? We learn that when we eat the peas to make mommy happy, she smiles and she claps. So that's good. We learn when we get good grades that that's good, you know? And so we, what in essence, what we're learning is I perform for other people. Yeah. And our job as we reparent ourselves and reclaim ourselves is to recognize that what's happening for other people is not about us. And we're not put here to make other people happy. We're put here to live in our purpose. Yeah. So, you know, that's that. And, 
And I think just like as a like a cherry on top, I think it's just important to also realize like you you literally you cannot make anybody feel anything. Like you you, you mm-hmm. cannot be responsible for somebody else's emotions because that yeah. person will choose that emotion. Whatever you do, they will choose something. So yeah. it's like that has been like a huge like relief for me also because I always felt like kind of responsible for let's say my 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 mom's fears or whatever expectations but it's just like realizing that whatever the fuck I do she's going to choose her own emotion and she's going to be fearful no matter what so it's like I can't let that like define me or my choices or my decisions etc so I just want guys to or people to know who are listening like you cannot make anybody feel anything like your kids cannot make you happy you cannot make your kids happy it's all a personal choice that we all do for ourselves yes so what would you say have been then like what were like um stories that you've shifted like what kind of new maybe beliefs or stories do you have you kind of developed for yourself that are actually helping you to experience a more successful business a more like fulfilling life yeah so the and I'll just be clear like these are beliefs that I'm still having to when we talk about you know spirituality right what what do we say it's a journey yeah it's not an end destination it's a journey and so you know, it's like, I'm not achieving my spiritual goal. No, you're on a spiritual journey. Like you're on a path, you know? And so it's like, you're never really done, but also in the sense that it gets easier, you know, that's also really important to know. Um, for me, my, the belief systems that I'm continuing to reclaim and to continue to work on number one, my desires are for me. And that is, so important. Like right now, I really want a house in Sedona, right? I've talked a lot about this. Like my husband and I, we got married there. I have my spiritual awakening there. I'm running retreats there. I did my (laughs) healing there, like Sedona, 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 but I'm not there yet. And so this is very, this is an analogy for many women, how many of us want something and we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And we start to lose sight and we start to create a lot of fear of like, well, maybe that desire I want for myself will never come true. Mm. Or maybe what I want for myself is not actually meant for me. And I'm going to die never having achieved this thing, right? Yeah. So I've been trying to rewrite my relationship with that. I looked up the Latin meaning of desire uh, years ago. And desire means of the father. And from a spiritual sense, it's something outside of us that calls us. It's like a desire is like an internal remembrance of what's familiar, mm. you know, it's our truest essence. Really nice. mm. Yeah. So if we can learn to say everything I desire is meant for me, my desires are my destiny, then we can really show up differently in our action because sometimes we don't take action because we feel like it's going to be a waste of time. Hmm. put all this work in it's not going to happen I'm going to take all this effort it's not going to be enough so it's been a really big thing Um, and then also too um, I think a big belief system I've been anchoring into is faith while surrendering Mm -hmm. and learning to say like I have faith in what I want to do and I have faith in what I'm calling in for my life and I will surrender to the process and I will allow what comes through me to come through me. I will allow the ideas to be whatever they are. I will allow, 
the this the spirit of god or source or consciousness or higher self whatever you land with I'll allow it to show up for me so that i can be guided and so that i can see where i'm supposed to be headed you know versus controlling everything and needing every answer um and then also too i think the belief that the more i work on myself the more money i make mm-hmm. i really i love that belief it feels so supportive um you know, for some of us, it can show up as a shadow belief where it's like, oh, I just got to work on myself more not <laughs> happening and I just got to fix myself. And it's not what I mean. You know, we can, we can show up and, and really focus on the idea that the more we heal, the more our physical reality will show up the way that we want it to. Yeah. It's like, I think that's, that's a good point. Like, um, I just did like, you know, um, an episode recently about, um, neediness and why this like this attachment to like I need like I had this attachment like I need this business to work I need this business to work already because I want something else I want to leave that job I want to whatever whatever Um, but the more needy we feel the less it's going to happen right so it's like you have to surrender that and I think when it gets to that point when we feel like this neediness or like this kind of achiever thinking coming in like like you mentioned like now I need to grow like all the time you know I have to set goals for like myself that I need to achieve that's like when we're like kind of phasing out into the ego zone again and then when it's when it starts like to like um totally disconnect from actually like our 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 soul our divine let's say like desire like you mentioned um so talking about goals like I, I I mentioned to you like before we started um <laughs> but for everybody um listening and watching like I pulled a card in a, our or in my oracle deck and it, and it came out like the angel of balance um which in the description it says that it's basically around kind of um establishing a balance between your goals and your emotional energy um and so Throughout your business journey, like talking about neediness and goal setting and like not allowing yourself to get like super derailed by your emotions, yeah. like what has been helpful for you to kind of maintain the certain balance of like not getting too much into this, let's say achiever mindset and ego driven way of um, wanting for things to happen, but then also to not get burned out or stressed out or frustrated all the time, like what has yeah. been helpful for you? Yeah. So I, I think creating balance in like your physical world um, and, and balancing the, the drive for action with also being of balance in your self-care and relaxation. I think that has been really profound for me. I, I know that in the beginning of business, a lot of us make sacrifices Mm-hmm. And we continue to, right? Business women, we continue to make sacrifices for what we want. It's a process. And um, what we should never sacrifice is our sovereignty and our peace. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I had a lot of this programming around what it meant to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I associated working really hard with being successful. And so probably like two years ago, I was hitting you know, the same kind of level of income for myself. And I wanted to go bigger. And I said, okay, I'm going to make the same amount of money or more doing so much less. 
And that's what I'm going to do this year. Forget the next crazy milestone, create, forget the next big, cause I had been growing exponentially at that point. And I said, okay, forget it. Like I want to actually just duplicate and duplicate from a different energy. And so I think balance in your life, driving towards your goals and also being like in alignment, it's, it's about ba- balancing the masculine and the feminine within yourself and saying, okay, I'm very driven. I got like five planets in Capricorn. Okay. I'm like so focused on business success and earth energy and uh, I'm a Capricorn too. I just recently found that out about you. <laughs> like, When's your birthday? Oh, uh, it's the 24th of December. Okay. I'm January 15th. So we're very <laughs> close. Like, yeah. So, you know, like we're super driven, but the thing is like a lot of us have programming around what it means to be successful. Yeah. And that programming requires us to sacrifice what we truly actually want. However, it doesn't, right? We don't need to sacrifice our freedom to be successful. You don't need to sacrifice all of your time to be successful. You don't have to sacrifice precious moments with your family to be successful. You can have everything. So um, yeah, that's been really important to me. And I think when I think of balance, I think of a healthy creative channel that's respected, but also nourished. Because as this business we're growing, we are the vessel of our businesses. Men, when they create, what do they do? They create it outside of themselves, right? They go ahead, they make a a piece out, right? Like, you know, (laughs) they do it, they're done. That's it. End goal, check, right? We We don't do that. We create through like slow, fluid, nine months of process, you know? Yeah, So. true. It's important to remember that it's important to respect that. And it's important to treat your business. Like you are birthing something into the world. Give yourself rest, give yourself recovery, give yourself nourishment, gentleness, communication with what you're building, love with what you're building, passion with what you're building. Like that's, you know, like if we build businesses, like we make babies, we'd be so much better off. But a lot of us are trying to build it in this like masculine drive of force. And I'm going to tell you, I did it. I got sick, you know, it nearly killed me. My Lyme disease was a mirror for me of how I was living out of alignment and not honoring myself. So, um, that is balance. Balance is working on yourself, working on your business at the same time. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I think we're taking way too little time for ourselves. And that's also something that I've really learned over the past years. It's just like, I mean, I have two kids now. I have a three-year-old and a five-month-old. So um, I know like even this week, it just showed me like, even if I can just get like 10 minutes for myself, man, that's that can be like a game changer energy-wise and emotionally. Yeah. So I think it's like super important to put yourself first. Like you have to be like egoistic in a healthy way, I always kind of say. Yes. Like if, if you're, if you're, because if you're not taking care of yourself, like who are you expecting to take care of you? Like there will be nobody. So, and you can't like, if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm being the, like, I'm being a bitch to my kids really. Like it gets to that level where you're just like, you're stacking all the emotions and you can't process it. So like, we need to build that container for ourselves 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need to also, again, coming back to that birthing analogy, like when you're making a baby, you never say to yourself, I can't sleep because I got to get the baby to sleep, right? When it's in your <laughs> belly, right? Yeah. And you're growing, you're growing it. You're like, sorry, I can't sleep. You got to sleep now, you know, or I can't eat. You got to eat. It's, it's a, 
it, it's whatever I do to nourish myself will sure. nourish this child, right? And so that analogy is really important for business as well. When I take, same thing with your children when they're out of the womb, right? Like the more I take Absolutely. care of myself, the more I can show up in this space. So yeah, it's really profound. That's, that's a really nice analogy. Like I've never <laughs> thought about it like this way, like really nice. Um, so would you say like, um, has there ever been a time for you in, in this whole business journey where um, you ever thought about maybe quitting even? Because I know like what I, what I really dislike currently or about the, the past, like let's say a couple of years that I'm just observing what's going on on social media. It's like so many people are promoting this like, oh yeah, I've done like six, six figures in just like a couple of months. And you're like there on the other side and you're just like, I'm in this thing like for like two, three years and nothing is happening, you know, mm -hmm. um, that it gets you like to this point where you're starting to doubt yourself or you're starting to doubt so many things and where you really get to the edge of like um, considering to quit. So has there ever been a moment for you where you're like um, maybe doubting that, that whole business thing in itself or like doubting yourself as a leader that like yeah. kind of took you to that edge? Yeah, I mean, I, it's happened a lot for me. Um, I would say even this year, I've had thoughts of like, well, what would it be like if I just went and got a regular job and what would that feel like? Because sometimes ignoring my wounds or my shadows and not facing my fears is a hell of a lot easier. You know, I'll just go back and get a corporate job and not deal with this. And um, I also think to the comparisonitis, you know, when I started my business, Olga, the algorithm wasn't a thing, mm. right? Facebook algorithm didn't exist. Even Facebook live didn't exist. That's how quickly things are changing right now yeah. in the online space. And in those days, I swear to God, I kid you not. I came home one day and told Matt, my husband, I said, you're not going to believe this. I got this great idea. I'm going to be like a teacher, but I'm going to like do it on the internet with courses. Like nobody's doing that <laughs> I'm gonna, for self-development. I'm going to do it. Right. Because I didn't see anybody in my energetic field because the yeah. algorithm wasn't a thing. I had no idea there were all these people doing <laughs> the same exact thing on the Internet. So it was a real blessing and a curse in the sense that like I could just kind of ignore all of that. But then as I grew, I started to compare myself to people and I started to see like, wow, she's growing faster than me or oh, my God, she's she moved up to that next milestone. I haven't moved up to next my next milestone. What is she you know what the hell? And just feeling all of that judgment. And when you're focused on how far you are away from somebody else, you're not focused on where you're going. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so it's just important to always be aware of that comparison energy and bring yourself back into that state of focusing on where you are going, focusing on what you are building, focusing on what you have to offer and not looking at anybody else or what they're doing. Um, you know, I often do these like 30 day detoxes where for 30 days, I'll just not look at any content on social media and only show up to serve mm. and it's a good, it's a good practice for just shutting out and unfortunately we're operating in very addictive worlds yeah. Facebook and Instagram are very addictive worlds and so we as high peak performers we have to learn how to shut all of that off to just focus on our client and not focus on what we're seeing from others or what we're watching other people achieve, you know, coming back into that space where you're just laser focused. But yeah, I have those moments all the time. My husband has them too. You know, these, <laughs> they don't happen often, but you know, there's been a handful of experiences where 
I have been so in my fear and so in my stress. And um, if you've ever felt that way, you're so normal. And those thoughts don't make you a failure. They make you human. Hmm. What would you recommend to people um, who are maybe thinking, considering of starting their own business or who are struggling with this kind of experience of like feeling like stuff is like not moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What would you, is there some kind of advice that you can pass on to them? Yeah, I think the first thing would be to be just really honest with yourself about what you want and and just being really truthful with yourself. Like even in this new stage of business, I often ask myself, okay, if I had nothing and I was starting over, what would I be doing? And just being like able to see that vision. Uh, If money didn't matter, what would you be doing, right? And just getting like really clear about what your role is for your mission and what your purpose is in this lifetime to help other people. And I'd also encourage everybody to be really honest with themselves about how they're showing up because a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people will say, I'm doing all of the things and it's not working. But when you really actually explore, that person is not doing all of the things they're hiding and they're not doing the hard things that require them to overcome their shadow and overcome their fear. So just being really truthful with yourself and also being aware of when that fear comes up, where is it coming from? You know, for me, that voice of go back and get a regular job in the beginning, it was very much my mother's voice Mm. and I could identify that and be like, wow, okay. Like this is my mom coming through. (laughs) Yeah. All right, mom, I got this. I got right. Exactly. You get it all. You get it. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's, it's important to remember that actually. And have there been times when you kind of questioned yourself as like um, in your, in your role as a leader, because you also have like a, a team, because that was a question I, I did some, um, uh, I opened up like room for questions to ask you. So that was actually one question, like when it comes to leadership, have you ever doubted yourself or like, how did you get out of that situation when you thought like you're not even being a good leader? Totally. And, and my, my ability to lead, um, you know, again, when I go back to childhood, when I was too bossy, right, mm-hmm. or, or too real or whatever, you know, um, my ability to lead or my fears about not being a good leader, that comes up a lot when I'm creating content on social media that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like, okay, well, like, I'm not, I'm showing my flaws, I'm crying in this video, or I'm expressing, you know, my fears, whatever it may be, there's a certain layer of oh man, like how can you possibly lead people when your life is, is a master, mm. when you're navigating these things, right? And so that comes up. Um, and also too, around managing a team because I have so much wounding around my corporate life and having bad bosses like mm. over and over again and trying to identify, well, what does it mean to actually be a really good boss? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to actually like lift your team up and allow them to be seen and also giving them feedback and telling them when they're wrong and you know, guiding them to be better. There's, there's all of this and uh, it's normal. (laughs) (laughs) It's normal. But has there, has there been anything in particular that allowed you to, to like bounce back in in your self belief in yourself, let's say trust when it comes to, to that role? Yeah. I think the biggest activity that has transformed my resistance around believing in my leadership, right? Because that's, that's what it is. It's not that 
I'm a bad leader. It's not that I'm not good at what I, it's just resistance around claiming that that's me. I can, there's a part of me that's a very good leader, right? I can claim her. I can embody her. Um, I think the, the biggest, the biggest part of that that's been really helpful is calling out the shadow. And so there were times where I would get, when I was sick in Sedona for three months, uh, seven months, I got on a call with my team and I said, look, I'm going to be real with you. I feel like I'm fucking up. Mm. I feel like you guys are angry with me that I'm not showing up. I feel like you're disappointed in me. I feel like I'm not doing a good job and just bringing it to light. The same thing when I do a vulnerable post, I will say, I'm really scared to share this, Mm. right? It's okay to acknowledge the fear that's coming through because your inner child who is afraid wants to be acknowledged. And if we just go around pretending like it's not happening, we're just, you know, okay, just shut up, you know, versus actually being like, Hey, this is what's coming up for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not being afraid to express that, not being afraid to be real with your audience or real with your team about what you're feeling and navigating is really helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. That's some really good advice. Yeah. So I want to bring it back a little bit to, to the Oracle card, (laughs) but like the, the balance, um, the goals and emotional energy like you said um and i think it's a very important topic ironically last year i also did a timeout (laughs) and uh, where i said like i've got i've got it like things are not like i'm i felt like i was in this hamster wheel and i'm just like showing up every day and i'm doing stuff um but it's not working out the way i want to and so i was like I, I felt like a drop in energy. I didn't have any motivation anymore. And so I was like, I need to take a time out. Like I need to rebalance. I need to find like, I need to find even like that spark again of like, why do I want, why am I doing that? Right. And um, ironically, I also talked to a friend like this week and they're also um, trying to build their Instagram account at the moment. And um, also kind of um, getting to that point where it's like, you're constantly just running in this hamster wheel and it's like so difficult to get out of this rut, like the same routine every day. And so I found it like very, you know, um, powerful that you actually said, and for you, I think it was primarily about your healing journey, like also physical healing, but you you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just saying like, Hey, I'm going to take like a timeout of like several months, even half a year, um, I'm going to move like to a different state and spend that time apart from my partner um, just because I feel like this is what I need. And I feel so many people are so afraid of just like taking this break, you know, taking like this cut of like, even if it's just a day or a weekend, it's like, it, it, I think it stresses people out so much, but I felt it was the best time of my, of my, of my year last year. And yeah. I was so happy that I did it. So um I just wanted to hear like your thoughts on like how important was this move for you? What was the motivation to like do like a kind of a, like a radical timeout for yourself? Yeah. Radical timeout. I love that. Um, yeah. So I think it's really important. What was coming through for me when you were talking was like, we love and appreciate life because we know death, Mm. right? We love and appreciate time with our partners because we know how we feel when they're not there. Mm. And it's the same thing for business. We love and appreciate what we do when we take space from it, Mm. right? And when we go to the other side and don't have it. And so sometimes that disconnect is really healing. I also think too, because social media is a very addictive 
space, it's really important to reset and to take time away to integrate into process. And our brains, you know, my brain especially has this habit where sometimes if I'm in my ego a lot and my fear, rather than showing up and creating, I'll spend an hour and a half scrolling Instagram because I'm like, eh brain off, you know, it's important to create that time out just to create a healthy relationship with these tools that we're using and to not let them use us, but to learn how to use them. Um, the radical time out for me taking seven months and being like, all right, I'm going to go to Sedona. I, I literally got a download. I went on to Sedona on vacation with some girls and I was very sick at the time. And I did combo medicine, which is a sacred frog medicine that helps you release toxins from the body. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a download after that. I needed to spend more time in Sedona in the medicine community and really understand, you know, my own healing process. And I asked the universe because it felt, it was like a thought I had, but then again, all the stories of my husband's going to be mad at me. That's going to cost so much money. Oh my God. What if my business falls apart? Oh my God, is he going to be mad at me for even suggesting this? And what are my family going to think? And what are my friends going to think? And just all this stuff. And so I just asked the universe for a sign. I said, okay, if I'm meant to do this, show me the sign. And it came through and it was so strong and so apparent to me. I knew I had to go. And I just kind of realized for me, like we take so much time to do things outside of ourselves, to grow successful businesses for other people, to provide for our families, to make an impact for the world. But we need to also make sure we're taking time for ourselves. And I had never in my life taken a long period of time to take care of myself. And I knew I was married already. I couldn't do, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, single ladies, like, no, I just die. You know, I mean, and that's not what Sedona was, right? I was very loyal to my husband, but you know, it's important. Like you need to take these times for yourself and it can be a one day thing. It can be a Saturday spa retreat. It can be a Saturday in nature. It could be a Saturday night. It doesn't have to be Saturday, but just, you know, carving (laughs) out time for yourself always like, yeah. Yeah, you just got to do it. It's so hard, but you just got to. And if you, you know what? It feels so good after you just yeah. feel like you're home again. And you're like, ah. <laughs> it does. It does. And um, so, so what do you, so did the sign of like you asking for a sign from the universe give you the confidence to really pull through? Or was there something else that like helped you to feel yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do it? Because I mean, for you, it's been like a massive kind of, um, let's say, break, um, like considering the, the the business that you had running for you um, and just, let's say, that responsibility by itself is just like already massive. So, yes. Yeah, it was the um, the question I like to ask myself often is just like this uh, rocking chair test and to imagine yourself when you're 70, 80, 90 years old and you're in a rocking chair and you're thinking about your life, would you regret not having done this? Hmm. And I just knew the answer was yes. And so I, I knew I had to go. And so that's hmm. a great practice for people just to tap into the future you and just be really aware of like, will I regret this? And we mostly, I think they've done studies on this. They ask people who are near their death, Mm. what they, what they regret. And none of them regret what they did. All of them regret what they didn't do. So like, you know, there's a learning. (laughs) Like, so, um, 
what do you think like in general talking about confidence a little bit like just want to squeeze it in um because in the end it's like the inner power podcast and um um i feel like that's the most important thing that we can kind of give to ourselves because to me inner power is not just like i'm confident in and it's also not just like i like myself which is a huge part but like it's for me rather like um, getting to that level where you really feel like i can show up as myself and i really follow through with like um, doing the things that I really love, that I desire, etc. Like kind of what we touched upon before, but like, um, what do you think? What what does inner power mean to you? And what do you think has allowed you to really um, kind of maintain that power to push through, to continue moving forward, like with any of the obstacles that you've really like huge obstacles that you have encountered in your life? Yeah, I think inner power in my definition is allowing yourself to be your truest essence of self, mm -hmm. right? Whatever that looks like and embracing your truest essence of self and loving your truest essence of self. And I think going on a journey to really identify what that is, is very important. There are many of us who forget how playful we are or how open-hearted we are or how loving we are or how vulnerable we are because we've stopped being that way. Yeah. Right? And so we can't identify our power from this shadow space of like, I'm going to be powerful, I'm going to be confident, right? It, it's really this like returning home of like yeah. seeing all these beautiful parts of you and loving them and allowing them to be your greatest gift. I was taught when I was younger that I was too loving my dad was like, why do you tell so many people you love them all the time? And I realized like my heart is really actually my favorite chakra within my body. I love my throat. I love to speak. Right? I love my root. I love to feel safe, but I love to live by my heart. And I love to be that way and just tell everybody I love them and just let them know how special, like you're so special to me taking time for this podcast episode, you know, like, I, I think, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and this is what happens when you just say like from a loving space, I'm just going to be in my power and I'm going to ask mm. for the interview and I'm going to be myself in that interview. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's really about just allowing yourself to be in your essence. And I think that's a practice. I think that's a study of understanding who you are and giving yourself a chance to really embody those qualities. So, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe for somebody out there, they, they know that in their truest essence, they're really playful you know, give yourself time to activate that. Give yourself sacred private time to enjoy your play and cultivate these energies that exist within you. That's really where you find your power. Yeah, I totally agree with it. Ironically, <clears throat> this this year, like I like when you're like with lockdown and two kids, like I lose complete <laughs> like a sense of time. It's like I can be like still 2020 for me. I would believe you. Um, but what I wanted to say is like, I just recently also discovered for myself that <clears throat> being an entertainer or being like this playful, um, let's say girl, um, yeah. is a big part of me. And I had like completely forgotten about it. It's like, like, I feel like I, I had been kind of forced with all the responsibilities to kind of like push it back so much. And I just want people to kind of realize or and, and just like build on what she said it's like sometimes we even like we forgot it's not just like we feel like it's not okay to be like let's say super loving right which is like so 
stupid. Sorry. It's like, how can you be too loving? It's like, it's not possible. <laughs> but like, um, we forget parts of ourselves. Like literally, like we just shut it off. And it's like, if, if, if I were to, to maybe ask you or somebody who's listening, like what are some of your like best qualities or something like that, you would never even like consider it. And so I was like, when I got that message, I was like, I don't really think so but then I was like paying attention and I was trying to remember like how I was when I was little and so I was like yeah like how could I forget this so I think it's so important to kind of um like like you said it's like this discovery of yourself is just so important of like coming back to your to your power so while you were in Sedona actually like the were there parts that you kind of rediscovered for yourself or like, what were you like your major um, kind of takeaways from that time out and being there? Yeah. I think the most beautiful part of it was that I, I got to immerse myself in um, I guess there's, there's many parts of this, but two that come to mind, number one, uh, the part of me that's very spiritual mm-hmm. And I really got to spend time with that and activate that and know it and deepen it and nurture it. And so that was really rewarding. And I think also too, community is a really big thing. I think a lot of us spend so much time in our own little sacred bubbles Mm -hmm. and really being scared to kind of build new connections or relationships was a deep pattern for me. And when I did build relationships with people in Sedona, um, I got to receive a lot of love. You know, I remember my birthday party, like 15 people in my house, like, all just showering me with love and telling me all these beautiful things they love about me and just allowing myself to feel that love was so foreign. I had, I had not been in an environment like that in quite a while. And so it was so healing to be able to receive love from the collective group and to know that I am love and I can be in that state. And um, that was really healing for me too. And also too rewriting the story around success and you know, balance and and being able to say, wow, I can actually work on myself and grow my business because my business is fine. Everything's great. And I'm doing all this inner work. So, you know, that was really a nice rewrite as well to just be aware that like I could take time for myself and grow financially in the process. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So what do you think, um, besides that learning of like, Hey, I can actually do less and I can still be like super successful, um, on the definition of most people. Um, how do you think has this like healing journey impacted your, your, your business in a sense? Mm. Because I, I still believe like so many people are just so afraid of taking the time out or taking time to just work on themselves, or at least like a couple of hours a week, you know, just starts with like that but like what has been kind of the impact that you could observe since you've done that or while you were doing um that healing journey there in in Sedona and even afterwards now being back home like what is something that you could observe well I've noticed that my engagement rate has gone up when I'm in this place of being really tapped in really aware really connected to myself. It feels like I can energetically hold space for more. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for me to show up and create and receive a lot of response and engagement because I'm in a higher frequency. And so that was a pattern for me. I noticed really early on 
where if I was going through like a hard time and I was in my shadow, if I suppressed it and ignored it, it would, it would create dissonance and disconnect in the energy of what I was trying to receive in my business. But when I like moved with it and allowed it to come through and express it and process it publicly and share with my audience, it gave me an opportunity to really connect with people. Mm-hmm. And so a big thing for me in my healing journey was recognizing that I don't need to be perfect. I just need to share what I'm moving through to help other people. Um, that was profound. And also to learning how to feel safe without doing a lot. Mm. There was huge resistance when I stopped working so much this past year, there was huge fear. And uh, a lot of it was almost all of it was superficial, right? Like there was no reason for me to be so afraid Mm. of taking a pause. So, you know, just looking at for me, like my mom didn't spend any time taking care of herself. She provided for everybody else. And that's a pattern I'm being passed to me. And now I can make a different decision. So yeah, yeah, that's important. Wow. Yeah. I can, I can relate to you like on so many levels. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like uh, so alike, you know, Um, but so one thing, because uh, I also want to honor the time that we have and uh, since we're coming to an end, one thing that I, actually always love to ask people when I interview them is like when you look back now on your uh over three decades of experience here like um what would be three messages that you would if you had the opportunity to like send back to your six-year-old self um that you would like her to know about life about herself you know that you would just like to give her some kind of guiding principles or knowledge wisdom for herself yeah I think the first one is be you Mm. right don't let anybody tell you to be anything different than what you are don't let any experience make you feel like you have to be different you know so just be you um I think the the next thing would be um learn how to take risks Mm. take leaps don't feel so afraid of them because they're always beautiful. Uh, and then the third is trust your creative channel. Trust mm. what's coming through you. Trust what feels exciting. Trust what is coming up as your ideas and don't judge them, but just support them and give them life. Nice. Very beautiful. Yeah, I think it's so, all of those three things are so important. Man, oh. This was so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren, uh, for having Aww. been part of the podcast. Um, My pleasure. I feel like there have been like so many, like not just truth bombs, but like power bombs, <laughs> <laughs> spiritual cool. power bombs. I like uh, it in, in this episode. And I really hope that people are going to take so much from it. I certainly like received a lot of important reminders for myself. And so I just want to say thank you so much for um, being on the podcast and for sharing your wisdom and um, you know your experiences and learnings with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Olga. This is great. You liked what you heard on this episode, but would like to get more support? Just follow me on social media at the Olga Mueller on Instagram. Send me an email on olgamueller.coaching at gmail.com or join the wonderful tribe of incredible ambitious women on Facebook and the Women with Unshakable Confidence group. See you next time.